So you don't have to talk about it. Oh, like, <laughs> I try to get Harry to talk about shit he doesn't want to talk about all the time. <laughs> shit. shit that I, I'll get fucking sued for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys ready? Welcome back to the Flax. <laughs> Flaxcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Flexcast. That's what the fuck this is called. Flexcast number 19? Yep. And you guys Already? might notice that in addition to Steve the motherfucking gamer, Harrison no. Neville, me, Haas, we have <laughs> this gentleman here. His name is M. Mike Achimpong Boateng. That's correct. How do you how are you supposed to say that name? I'm from Ghana, so it's, it's pronounced Achampong Boateng. Achampong Boateng. Yeah. You were a little close. Yeah. A little close. Yeah. I mean I was I was guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be here. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Right, so right. my uh Mike here, M is a friend of ours. He's been in the the car group for a while. Yes, sir. He's a good man. Um we've we've hung out a few times. You can adjust that mic, but get it get it real close to you like like okay. you're about to give it a nice kiss. All right. All right. <laughs> Whoa. Like up here, you gotta adjust it up here. So okay. what's funny is the fact that I'm telling you how to adjust the mic is amusing because Mike is actually a manager of on mic talent. That's correct. Yeah. So tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself once you get that so, squared away. <laughs> I don't know how to work this. This is my first <laughs> podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. There you go. How, we, how we sound? We sound good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm in the uh, hip-hop space. Manage a couple of artists, you know, with the uh, the most notable being a boogie with the hoodie. Um, We've all heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So a boogie. Uh, yeah, just uh, met Hoss and Harry. You know, just riding around, enjoying our beautiful foreign cars, exotic cars, and they invited me to this podcast. So here I am. Yeah. yeah. And he he's been around before. Uh, have you had you met Steve before? No, no first, this is my time, first time. First time. Yeah. So Officially. Steve, the motherfucking gamer, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, <so> Steve, <laughs> um, uh, he's got the red Huracan. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah. Huracan boys. Yeah, yeah. 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 he got yeah. little Huracan people on this side. We're comfortable, yeah. chilling. Yep, fast. Yeah. Looks good. Weren't you just two podcasts ago talking about how you you understand why people uh, don't daily drive a Huracan? <laughs> do you yeah. drive yours daily? Yo. I do not. Because yeah. <laughs> he pulled a muscle <laughs> in, a muscle in my damn neck Driving it too much <laughs> Really? How'd you do that? Because I, I drove it every day for probably 10 days straight Going to the grocery store Going to f- fucking anywhere Like mm. e- doing everything So you first got it You drive it everywhere Yeah And yeah. so the blind spot is so bad I was checking it so often And driving it so much I pulled a muscle up in my neck And uh, I was sore for I didn't drive for like a week after that yeah, that, <laughs> that blind spot is terrible What I do is I just If I can't see you I just accelerate Step on it Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> yeah. I learned That's what they're meant to be Yeah I Like just the Aventador was Was notoriously bad Because I mean You couldn't even see out the back You'd I have know, to look over you, Hopefully your top was off And you look over the car To see behind you But the, the concept behind the Aventador Is that you just go faster Than that's everybody it. else It's yeah. loud and then you too have to, so. Yeah it's real <laughs> And then they, they know you're there yeah. Uh, do you do you have any visibility issues in the GTR? No, not at it's all. It's solid. Not at all. I, I, you know I love that car. So I, I, I just I just want to hear you shit. Nah, on nah. It. <laughs> the R8 wasn't even near, as bad. It's a very similar car, but it was a bad blind spot. But not. It's different. That I don't know what it is. It's so different in that car. And it's different. Now it's, I get it. Now I understand. I understand it. But uh, comparing to my last car, like. I thought it was going to be similar because the car is very similar, but it wasn't. Well, Mike, y- you having you having a Huracan, uh, you were at my house uh, recently mm-hmm. uh, looking at the Ferrari because he was looking at a, a buying a Ferrari, not in replacement of the oh, Huracan. I was about to say. But <laughs> in addition to, and he was looking at a four, 488. 488, yep. Which I was like, 
why? Because the, if, if you're buying a Ford 8, like, why would you need the Huracan to right. me? But tell us what, what, what you're thinking there. Ah, uh, man, you know, I'm, I'm big on manifestation and I'm big on goals and stuff. The, a big reason why I'm here with you guys today is my love of cars. Hmm. So everything I do in life is to get me to my next vehicle. <laughs> so, you know, we understand that. You know, I was, you know, school was easy for me. Um, I went because all I could think about was, you know, making enough money to get a car. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you know, I have a hurricane already. All right. You know, I want to get a Ferrari, have a little bit of a collection, start a little bit of a collection. So, you know, I'm about I'm months away from that. But, you know, it's something that it's 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 a goal that it, that's that's on my list of to do's and now i just drive towards those goals so yeah. you know that's just that's just one of those things i want to get done who knows i might get something less or more in the 488 but it's on the it's on the to-do list it's on the list so it gives me it gives me that drive that motivation to get to deal with a lot of the nonsense i have to deal so with on a day to day before the hurricane uh, i met you when you got, when you got the hurricane so yeah. what did you have before the hurricane Ah uh, man, I've probably had like twenty cars. I had a um, so my my daily's a G sixty three. Same thing like what he what he gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, I had a Panamera Turbo, the latest Panamera Turbo, and a guy in a Winnebago almost ran me, almost killed me on two eighty five. <laughs> guy, you know, he's is an old guy. I felt sorry for him. You know, he ran into the back of me, and there was an eighteen wheeler in front of me. So he ran me into the back of the 18 wheeler like it was a weird exit or mm. something like that. So the car was impacted on the back and on the front. He totaled out the car and I said, "All right, I'm getting a big truck to drive on 285 because yeah. if someone hits me and I'm in a small flimsy car, I might yeah. not make it." So <laughs> I got a the G and then prior to that I had an M6. So that's where my Instagram yeah, is from. His Instagram is M6 by the way, E M M dot S I X. Correct. Yep. Yeah, and um, you know I've had six, had a bunch of six series, a couple of Panameras, Range Rover, S Class, a lot of sedans and SUVs. Yeah, there. I, like I was a big GT car guy. Yeah, like me. Yeah, and yeah. then you know <laughs> I I moved into the mid engine exotic, and I like the way it feels. You get that shove. Yeah, when you yeah. put your foot down, it feels good. So yeah. You know, that's why I don't daily the Huracan because it's it's like a special car. Yeah. So after a long day, I'll go out, you know, I'll go do a lap around 285 when it's empty and just just feel it. You know what I mean? I, I, when I come back in the house, I feel exhilarated. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we, we, I think we all know exactly what that's like. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes sometimes I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, I just I haven't left the house, you know, especially now during COVID stuff. Mm -hmm. I haven't left the house. I should just go somewhere and drive. Just yeah. drive. Yep. You know, because driving is my therapy. Driving yeah. is how I not only have fun, but also I, I kind of get closer to myself, you know, centering, meditating. Yep, yep, Some people yep. meditate. I drive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Drive like a bat out of fucking hell. I know. <laughs> driving for us is not driving. <laughs> like driving. We are conspirited. Actually, Steve. Steve <laughs> driving. Steve, drives, Steve wants Steve. to drive. He oh, yeah. fucking drive. They <laughs> <laughs> take the highway. To I, Harrison complains because... Whenever we're together and we're going somewhere and I'm in the Ferrari, I, I drive like I'm going to drive. Mm -hmm. And Harrison's like, oh, I, I got to keep up. Well, now. no, no. There's, <laughs> like, when it, there's times when it's open, like a little bobbing and weaving is fun. But like Hoss likes to do it when it's like full on traffic. 
Yeah. Like, we're barely going. He's just, like, going all the way to the right by the exit, cutting back in, going to the right, going all the way over. And but I be like, always back signal. In. That's I how, always signal. That's how E drives with yeah. the uh, Galato E drives yeah. like that. Well, and, and the Porsche, I, I, his Porsche is my favorite of his cars. Yeah, yeah, that one. That That's one. nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Mike Lowry car. Exactly. Yeah, it's, right. it's beautiful. <laughs> That's a gorgeous car. He, so. The way his mods though are perfect. Yeah. I don't even. Done. I don't like Porsches. I really don't. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't. I don't make it a secret. But even though I've owned four, but uh, I love his car. I would totally buy that car, but not at, you know market rates. That's, yeah, my, yeah. that's why they should Porsche. Like the 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 value to me just isn't there for what you have to pay for him. But I don't know. Uh, I think his is fantastic. But yeah, his, his Gallardo, he drives hard as well. So yeah, yeah, he 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 gets into it for sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have him on the podcast too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so the the folks uh, who they kind of know our backgrounds obviously and how we got here, what we're doing. But do you want to give them a, a a quick idea of of uh, what your path has been? Because I think it's very interesting. The reason why I ask is because I've talked to Mike about it, uh, and and we actually have a lot of similar paths. Or you know, we kind of followed a similar pathway mm-hmm. uh, from kind of uh, education and work, and also even even when we had kids, kind yep, of around the same yep, time. Yep, so, yep. Uh, give us a, a a quick version of of what you want to share about so, your path. Um, I'm from the Bronx, New York, and you know, again, like I mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of my motivation was cars. So from the Bronx, grew up in the projects. And, you know, when I think about it, my upbringing and, you know, my my whole story, you know, you when you look at the statistics, they don't favor me per se, right? But, you know, I wouldn't say that I had a bad upbringing. So, you know, it was a it was community, you know what I'm saying? You know, everybody looked after one another. And, you know, I went to school, did high school, went to college in um, upstate New York in Buffalo. And then I moved to the to D.C. area. And I was working for a couple of Fortune 500 companies there. And, you know, my background is in analytics. So, you know, I went to school in undergrad. I did information systems and finance together. So that kind of put me into analytics. So I found myself, you know, in meetings with folks in the C-suite explaining to them, you know, week over week, year over year, month over month, this is how the company's performing. Um, and, you know, here are my insights. This is what we should, shouldn't be doing. And then those folks will go and use that information to make decisions, actionable decisions that'll affect the course of a company. Um, you know, we were, I was doing that for about a decade and um as i like to say ate shit for 10 years yeah which he yeah. exactly did the exact same thing i yeah, did eat shit for 10 years eat shit for 10 years <laughs> um and and while i was doing that i decided to go to um go back to school i went and got my master's in business and you know I, you know i think looking back i think that was a good decision because god was playing into us when we sat down i can talk the language you know there's certain there's certain mm-hmm. There's certain verbiage that's used when you when you go to grad school and in business, you can tell who's been to grad school versus who hasn't. And, you know, I can I can have those conversations with those people now that I've been, you know, now that I've been, you know, formally trained in business. So, you know, that's that's that was something that I think was looking back. I think it was worth it. Um you know, I got my master's. I went back to my job. I'm like, you know, I got my master's degree. Where's the where's my raise? You know, 
you know, they weren't offering me much money. So I moved around, bounced around, and I moved from D.C. back to New York City. And around the time I moved back to New York City, a friend of mine was managing Cardi B. So I spent a lot of time with Cardi B early on when she was still dancing in the, in the club or whatever. And, you know, I watched her whole rise. And at the same time, my younger brother, he was starting the label, Highbridge the label, with A Boogie. And he would call me and ask me, oh, I need a lawyer, I need this, I need that, what should I do? Certain things I would be able to, to give him. If I couldn't give him, I would call my guy, that my guy J Class, shouts to J Class. I would call him, yo, need a lawyer, need this, need that. He'd send over the best people because he's in the, he's in the music business. So I would, tr I would send that directly over to my brother. And then, you know, before I know it, A Boogie's a platinum artist. And, you know, I'm kind of still, like, on the outside. I'm just, you know, if they need me, I'll step in. But I'm on the outside. And then, you know, they went to, they had an altercation somewhere in a different city. And, you know, our business is very dangerous, as we've seen in the, over the past year or so. Shit, even the last week. Yeah. Wait, so, King Von got shot, right? Yeah, unfortunately, he, he, didn't, he was murdered. And then another guy was yeah. also murdered in dallas or something like that but Jeez. just recently yeah yeah so you know some some things i wasn't comfortable with so i decided to get get more involved in the business and then and uh you know we've been running ever since nice. so you know i've you know, so didn't uh billboard recently recognize you guys yes so ye yesterday actually you know we were recognized as um you know r&b and hip-hop power players in billboard magazine is the weirdest thing because you know i never saw myself in the music business i was always you know i was i was proud like bro i'm in tech you know what i'm saying like i'm in tech <laughs> i got a nice car just like I made you it do. out you know what i'm saying yeah. so i'm good you know and then you know i'm i'm now been thrust into the music business and it's just it's the weirdest thing you know the 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 thing that's you know not only just being recognized in billboard but just looking at all the names on the list and i know that you're in the same conversation with them right and yeah. i know about 80 percent of those people i've done some type of business with them oh, yeah. over the past so it's like i belong you know what i'm saying yeah. i know these people it's not like i'm thrown on the list with people that you know i still have a ways to go to get to their level right i know all these people we've done we've, we've had business dealings in one way or another and uh you know it's just it's just kind of surreal you know well, congratulations! I appreciate that's, it. Thank that's you. pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, given your your, I guess, the, the the rise that you've had, what mm. what do you think has been the biggest challenge that you've faced in the last you know in the music business, basically? Let's say the last few years, right? Ah, uh, you know, I would say, there's a couple things. You know, coming to the so I'm a I'm a hip hop fan, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm someone who grew up on the culture. Mm. You know, growing up in the Bronx, I grew up literally down the street from where DJ Cool Herc started the whole thing, right? So, you know, I'm 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 someone who is deeply rooted and a and a real fan of the culture. So, you know, coming into the business, you gotta take off your your fan hat and you know wear your business hat. So that's one thing because you know if you come in and you're a fan, you know, people will prey on that. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is just understanding that uh, 
It's not a meritocracy. You know what I'm saying? You know, the people that are good, they don't necessarily make it to the top. Hmm. You know, it's about team. It's about, you know, strategy. It's about timing. You know, all of those things play a play a role as a play they play a factor in how successful you're going to be. There's some luck that's going to, you know, that goes into it, your partners, you know. And you know that was the that was the most difficult because it's just like I'm I see the talent like like everyone on our roster they have you know above average talent in what they do, but that's not that's just a small part of the of the equation, man. In order to make it, there's other pieces that are in play that you have to deploy if you're trying to get to that next level. Hmm. Well, Steve's from New York as well. Of course, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn, yeah. though. Yeah. I live in the Bronx for a while too, but yeah, Brooklyn. So, so growing up in Brooklyn, we—I mean, we've talked about this extensively. Mm-hmm. But at at the time, w- like just when you were younger, what was your motivation to like say I have to leave, or did you even have to say I, I need to leave? No, nah, it was leave? more like people telling you like, yo, just just because they took a route, it ain't work for them. And they telling you like, yo, nah, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. And I, I was tired of hearing that. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it that way. That's the way I'm gonna do it. And you're gonna watch me get up there. So, and so I, now that you're here, let's say in Atlanta, and, and you're doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. do you see yourself going back? Yeah, I go. I go back all the time. No, I mean yeah. like going back to live. Uh, I'll visit. I'll visit. My family's <laughs> still there. My whole family still lives there. But, you, us, but right? you don't think you're going to move back there? No, I mean, I'll have a place there, but not the way I used to live in Brooklyn and yeah. stuff like that. No, yeah. not the same. How about you, Mike? I mean, same with him. I'm like, you know, I'm back and forth all the time. I spend, I'm, I split time between Atlanta and New York. So, you know, probably get a, get a duplex or a brownstone in mm-hmm. Manhattan or. A penthouse across the water, something like that. Yeah, but um, I mean, I'll, I'll take one too, guys. Yeah, Long Island City, <laughs> grab one, like, looking throw at Long my Island City's a spot. Grab too. the whole floor. Yeah, you, yeah. Don't, you don't really like, you know. I would never want to live in the projects again. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because not that you'd want to move back into the projects, but I, I mean, I, I have friends, for example, who go back to their hometown and then try to revitalize that area, right? When they've made it, so to speak, right? And they go back and they say, "Well, you know, this is where I'm from." Oh, no, but uh, I, and I, I still go back. Like, let's say I'm... Like, invest in the area. I, gra- you know? I graduate from Canarsie High School, so I would go back and, like, do free stuff or do, like, small stuff like that, but not... I don't know if I would Not go, go back. live there. Yeah, no. Not... Would you invest in the community? Yeah. Yeah. You would? Yeah. What if you had to live there to do it? I, I don't know if I will <laughs> live there. I will have a... Sp- I feel like I have a spot because it's, like, my mom plays... I That's still, fair. You just yeah, stay there. I still pay for it. I still like you know yeah. all those. F- still feel like I have an address in New York. Uh, are your way. folks still? Uh, your family generally yeah. still there? Well, they 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 live in New Jersey in a suburb, so it's okay. kind of like how Atlanta is, right? You know. Yeah. We don't necessarily want to live in the city. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I know, do. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a not midtown, this, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? I have a, I lived midtown for seven years. You did. Yeah. <laughs> But like you know, for me, you this know, is the, this is the city. This is not. This is. I'm from New York. This ain't the city. <laughs> I mean, yeah. technically, yeah. it's the city. It's just. It's just. You know, like, this is the residential part of the city. The residential area live in of the city. The most expensive part of the city. Right. So well, this this is that's basically what I'm saying. If if I were to, you know, 
if I were to live in the city, it would be like Park Avenue, a suburb of New. I don't even know if I want to live on Park Avenue. Really, yeah. I'm all, I'm over that man. Like I, I like me, hearing I... birds, and you know what I'm saying. I want to <laughs> like you know I want to I want to live a smooth like you know I'll I'll go there, spend a the night there if I you know if we got things to have business to do. But if I'm gonna be there, I want to be somewhere close that feels like this. But, you know, I'm 10, 15 minutes away. I right, can right, get right. into the city if yeah. I need to. So when you want it, you can get it, but it right. doesn't come at you. Right. You, know. you don't have to. You don't have to be you have living to be the in thick it. of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I understand that. I, I mean, I'm I totally get that. And this that's kind of like why I live here where yeah. I am now. But Harry, I, I feel like you're you're also that way. You don't really want to. I mean, you want to be in it, but not in it when you don't want to be. Yeah, I exactly. Know. I don't know. I might be moving a little north. Something like that. Soon. <laughs> Are you coming to my side? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not going that far. <laughs> no, you're you're in the boonies, man. Yeah, no, but I I love it because it's it's like that's something I never had before. Like for you to get to me, like you being gotta way go, out. Yeah, you not only I'm way out, but you got to get through security. You got to check in with me. You got to. It's the process. I but like you could it. do that in a high rise here. Yeah, had it's that. not the same. <laughs> not the same as having a house, car. but I'll probably I'll probably be in the same jail area as him soon. Just. I got too much shit going on by my house, and I'm gonna just. I got some renters already, <laughs> so I'm. I'll keep it rental property, and it's. He's had know. a few. Uh, yeah. uh, while we were doing the Flexcast a few episodes ago, yeah. he had burglars uh, multiple times come through. But while we were doing it, it was, they were live robbing him on his patio. Really? While he yeah. was yeah. sitting here and seeing on his cameras. So I got it. But yeah. and, and, and you know that happens everywhere, especially even in nice neighborhoods. Like they come, they're targeted there. But he's had it already. A lot of a lot more times than he than he'd be happy with in the what, past four or five months. Yeah. So yeah. four months he's yeah, had it four times. That's the one thing that I'm uneasy about, you know, because growing up, you know, you had to go through the door downstairs, you had to go upstairs, and then go through a big metal door to get into the apartment. It's more secure. Right here, yeah. you know, you just one door and you're in. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you know this. This you know the the gun laws here are favorable toward uh, homeowners, so yeah, for sure, it'd be a nice surprise for you. If you yeah. <laughs> that that's the thing. Like you know, by and large, they go for stuff that's easier, like outside, like your car or something like that. You, you don't, I don't know, you, you don't see as many. It still happens, but you just don't see as many because a lot of the homeowners are going to be carrying. And I'm not advocating like the answer to crime is to have guns so people you know it's right. a deterrent, but but you just, I mean, in my experience. I, I saw a lot more of that stuff happening in areas that are highly populated where you don't have access. Like D.C., for example, you, you, you can't have a handgun. Like, it's really hard to have a handgun. Not it's, in it's, D.C. It's illegal. Exactly. But in, yeah. in Virginia, like, you yeah. could. But, you, but in D.C., you have to have, like, an exception. Yeah. Like, you have to – so and I tried because I, I was in D.C. for a while. Yeah. And you, you cannot – like, it, it's, no. it's, it's illegal to possess even. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, you can't just get registered. Like, it's illegal to possess. So in those areas, though, they're not as concerned – when they break down a door and bust Correct. in, that they're going to get shot. So Correct. I'm not again. I'm not advocating that that's the answer, but it's it's a little bit of interesting kind of conundrum. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the one thing about residential living that's it's weird because you know there's really nothing stopping someone from trying to just run in your house or run on your property outside of the fear that. You're going to get shot. There's a dog on yeah. the other side of that door, or maybe, you know, homeowner's going to be armed. Yeah. But do you have man. a gate on your property? I do, I do not. Because I'm, I'm, I'm right now, as you can see, that <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of putting up some uh, on my uh, entrances. But I feel like 
once I make it more inconvenient, you know, for someone to come on my property, take some stuff and go, if I make it more inconvenient, it's just going to happen a lot less. I'm not saying like, oh, when I have yeah. gates, it won't, it, you know, you know it would be impossible, but it's going to be a lot more inconvenient and it would take them more time. Yeah, so it's man. more risk. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a weird time, man, when you have to spend this much time thinking about securing your home. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, uh, it's, you know, let's think about what we're talking about, like talking about securing your property like you know you have to take extra precaution to ensure the safety of yourself and your family but you know i i kind of feel like that's normal i don't know maybe maybe i'm 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 jaded to it already but i feel like that's kind of standard in in a a city like i'm like yeah yeah it's normal like i it sucks but now that i can afford to do all that stuff i'm like all right i'm glad to Mm -hmm. make it happen for myself because i i was when i was in midtown for seven years like there'd be shit happening twenty five feet, and I can't, you know, outside my front door, I can't do a d- damn thing about it. Like I can't secure any more than the, than than I had it there. So there's not, there wasn't really much else I could do. But now that I can, I'm gonna take that opportunity. So, right, I feel like that's that's worth doing. But yeah. Harrison, how how do you feel about like, w- you know, giving your position now, and is it gonna be better or is it gonna be more like what if you can put fences up or what area you're in? What, what do you what are you thinking? I don't know. I'm used to living in the city, but it was a lot more secure. I had 24-7 security of the building. I was 17 floors up. You can't even get on the, to my right. floor unless you lived on that floor. And there's right. only 10 residents each floor. It's like that. I'm not worried about a damn thing up there. But being where I'm at now, it's just there's some gaps in the fencing of where I live. And they're working on it. Had a meeting last night about it. and How'd that go? They're doing some stuff, but I don't know. Let me I, ask you, do you think you've been targeted? No, no, I've I've been very uh, specific about nobody knows where I go and then where my house is in relation to the neighborhood. It's kind of tucked away. So it's not like somebody walking by can see like my car or something. Mm -hmm. It's like up on a hill and whatever. So nobody can see that. So I I haven't really been concerned about that because at night my cars are in the garage. All the windows are closed. Like they're just walking up to a random house that they are just so having to be passing by through the neighborhood. Ah, yeah, man, it sucks. All right, well, uh, we've already hit our break time. That was quick. I think it's because Mike talks a lot slower, and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm used to it happening a lot faster. But anyway, uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with Mike. And we're back. So, uh, Mike, I've, I've, I really like listening to your stories, though, because oh, it's, yeah? it's, very, it's very relaxing and soothing to me. Because <laughs> chilling. He's like, well, you know, I was... I was up in New York, and <laughs> then I went did this, and we had to do this. So then <laughs> it's yeah, very soothing. I yeah, like it. I I had to be very um, careful with my words. Yeah. So well, words matter. Harry is not careful with his words, but he loves. Well, Mike and I also we chat over sneakers. He's into sneakers a bit, and if yeah. you guys watched my video, the first video I did with a real pair of Dior's. Dior Jordan ones, those were his. He right. was able to get those at retail, which is yep, yep. mad, mad come up. Those are what are you rocking right now? Uh, got some Louis Vuitton Virgil collabs, or I don't know even know what they they're called, but yeah, they're just calling the Louis Vuitton sneaker Virgils. Yeah. Just he made a couple of those. Retail's pretty pretty high on them, and I tried a few on, but the ones that I tried were like super high top. You saw some of those. I have three pairs of these. I have this one. I have a gray. And I got a black and gray 
um the black and gray i doubled up on because i love them so much but um i got these in paris mm. uh, we were at fashion week not this i think it was last year we had we were at fashion week we went to a couple of um couple of shows and the guy that was with us he had a pair i said bro i need them where can i get them and he you know he hooked it up for me so shouts to him yeah um, so so I, I, you've, you've been through a, a lot of you know a lot of cool events and met a lot of people and stuff you're saying you know you, you work with or did business with like the top 80 percent of the power players yeah hip-hop so let me ask you this because when, when when i met you i what struck me and what i liked a lot is that you know and I, i'm good at recognizing it is that you're a very authentic human being right, right. uh who in the space that you know because because we're just regular people right mm -hmm. uh the, the of the names that we know you know commonly who is like the most authentic that we we would not necessarily realize man i think an authentic person also can recognize that in others really well that's my theory here i think um so i'm gonna speak generally yeah i think our business is so competitive that you know people have a a lot of time they have their guard up so you won't i i want i, I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and say that most people are authentic right you got some people who are just fake and whatever like you don't want nothing to do with them yeah but most people are authentic but at the same time they're not going to show you that in authenticity until they trust you they're not going to let you in to their you know their inner their inner circle or where they kind of let their guard down unless there's a certain level of trust there so you know for the most part i would say you know most people are authentic once once they feel like you're authentic and you guys have some type of common ground or something like that and mm -hmm. you guys can you know what i'm saying i i can say you know i've met a couple of characters like <laughs> like uzi uzi's a character Lil uzi vert yeah Lil uzi vert like he just uzi, dropped last night yeah, him and Future. Future just dropped last night. Shouts to Future, shouts to Uzi, shouts to Mean. You know, he's a cool dude, and it's like, you know, you, you have to remember they're entertainers, right? So, you know, when you're in a room sitting with Uzi, he just, he chilling. Like, he's, a, he's, he's from Philly. He acts like he's from Philly. But then, you know, once we step outside, he's Uzi. You know what I'm saying? So he, you know, he's, he's in, he's in, he's in Uzi mode. So, and you can, it's like a switch. But Uzi's authentic. He's cool, cool dude. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I remember years ago I met Nipsey Hussle, and he was authentic. Yeah. Um, the crazy story, Nipsey. We were at a Rihanna's Diamond Ball in New York City on Wall Street at Cipriani's. Yeah. So we're in Cipriani's. I'm with Boogie. We got tuxes on. You know, everybody's smooth. There's, you know, there's elite like really like important people in there yeah i mean for first of all it's 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 you're saying it's rihanna's like ball thing Diamond but it's also cipriani like there's two cipriani's now right mm -hmm. there used to be like old school cipriani and, and cipriani was like the italian joint that like you got to be somebody to get a yes. spot there if you wanted to go to cipriani like like when i was nobody i, I was like okay there's a month and a half waiting list. are you fucking kidding me like, i gotta call <laughs> a month and a half ahead of time yes but so they not only cipriani but also at, right. at this event so, exclusive event so this is you know is A-listers in the building. Yeah. You know, you walk in, you do the red carpet, they give her an interview, this and that. So we in there, we with Nipsey. Now, anyone who knows Boogie personally, they know he's like a dragon. Like, this guy smokes, like, unbelievably. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, f you know, for me as management, I'm, I'm, you know, 
he's more we we kind of been lax off of that now so it's kind of known that he's a smoker but you know i want to keep him clean so that you know any opportunities come you know he's the right the, the fact that he's you know he's a, he's a marijuana smoker you know doesn't preclude us from getting certain opportunities sure but Boogie's like he's one of he's a star, so he's one of them people. Like man, I'm I'm me. Like you know what I'm saying? He'll light up a blunt wherever. So we in there, you know. <laughs> in Cipriani's, in Cipriani's, <laughs> A-list people. The the damn, it's like a dome ceiling. Is it looks like Picasso painted on yeah, the ceiling? Yeah. So we in there. Nipsey's there. A couple of NBA players are there that I won't name. So we just chilling, talking. And Nipsey's, you know, he's from Africa. So, you know, I was talking to him about some of the things we want to do in Africa. He's like, yeah, yeah, man, get with me. So we just talking. So he's like, yo, man, I'm finna light this blunt. So <laughs> he, pulls out, he's like, he pulls out the blunt. I'm looking at him. I'm horrified. I'm like, yo, I know you're not about to do this in there. The man sparks up the blunt, him and Boogie in the corner smoking. And I see, I see, I see like A-list, like they're looking, they're looking longingly like, man, I wish I could do that. <laughs> It's the craziest yeah. thing. And Nipsey and Boogie, they they got their tuxes on. They so cool, smoking in there. And I'm like, I'm sitting back. I'm like, oh my god, no. I can't believe this. <laughs> yo, it was so crazy. And then I was like, yo, man, you the realest, man. So I I seen some of the NBA guys looking, and they just blowing it down in there. And I'm just like, man, this guy's crazy. So then I, shortly after they, you know, they finished smoking and we went and sat down and they, it was like a charity event. So people were like, it was an auction, charity auction. So we sitting there, we had dinner and I'm just thinking to myself like, yo, this, I can't believe this dude just really did that. <laughs> and I know now Boogie's going to do the same thing. Like we're going to be somewhere totally inappropriate to do. He's just going to be like, man, fuck it. I'm about to just start smoking <laughs> right here. Like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that was, that was, when I, when any, anytime I think about Nipsey Hussle, I think about that day. Man, that was, that was crazy. Like, That's wow. Funny. Yeah. An, an, another person who was murdered. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, sad. Crazy world. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, your story is very entertaining. Uh, what, what, what do you think is, so that was interesting, but what do you think is like, the most entertaining, the most ridiculous story that that is uh, we were able to share that we wouldn't yeah. have to edit out. Uh. Yeah, I mean that's up there, man. I, like I can't, I can't think of nothing off the top of my head. Yeah, but you know when we on the road, man, road life. Yeah, it's different. Whew. All right, tell me this then. What's something that in, in, in the hip hop and R and B like higher end, uh, you know, higher echelon of of, of stars, something like that? What's something that most people just get wrong. They think is one thing. What, what's a myth that that someone believes so, that's just not right? So you know, you know when when again the first thing is it's not a meritocracy, right? Yeah. It's about you actually work, and that leads into you know just being on the road and going doing shows and stuff like that. It's it's work. You know you have to wake up early. My production guys they go do sound check. Depending on the, the I, I know that takes a long time. Well, well, <laughs> I got I got forever. some I got some pros, so they kind of you know they they get about thirty minutes to an hour. They'll knock it yeah. out, you know, and you know depending on the depending on like what we're doing, you know, you might have to have a rehearsal prior. Boogie might have to actually come and you know make sure his voice and the levels and everything is right. And then you know when you when you're doing the show like everybody's partying everybody but you know we're actually working like I'm 
I'm making sure that everything is going the way it needs to. I'm not just there just hanging out like, you know what I'm saying? I I there's a I have a long long I have a laundry list of things to do from the moment we land in that market to the time we get home and you know, like I mentioned earlier, my sole responsibility is to make sure everyone is safe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, when I get when I get there it's just it's not a party, like, you know what I'm saying? And you have folks that want to come around and, you know, based for all intents and purposes, party. And it's not, that's not that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We here to do a that job. So it's a business in the music business. It is, sense. man. The people that don't take it seriously, they don't last. They don't last, yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, we have fun. You know, it's a family thing. You know, my security QE is a funny dude, man. Every time I see him, I just laugh. You know what I'm saying? Because he's, he's hilarious. He's always got jokes. But um, you know, it's 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 my responsibility, even though he's security, to make sure everyone is safe. I never put him or anyone else in a in a position where you know they'll they'll find themselves in harm's way. Yeah. And then you know, you got to be careful too, man, because lawsuits get thrown around all the time. You know. Yeah. It's just it's just I'm always thinking about worst case scenario, trying to ensure that you know. We go, we do what we're supposed to do, and we get home safe, no problems. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's that's work. It's high high stress type of thing. Yeah, um, makes sense. Well, something you, you mentioned earlier, which I actually have a interesting theory about. So you're talking about because I asked you about authenticity. You're talking about people. You know, once they get uh, accustomed to you, or they start trusting you a little more, uh, then they kind of open up. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a different approach to that. I I, I think and and from you know the 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 20 something years that I've been doing business, I, I, I come, I, I'm in the minority in this respect, but I actually trust first. I trust first until you give me a reason, obviously not trust you, but, but I trust first because I don't, I don't want to be like, well, you prove yourself to me. Right. And then, you know, who am I, who the fuck am I to be like, you know, so I do something before I trust you. I agree with you. I think that inherently in order to do business, there needs to be a certain level of trust to move forward at a, right. at the at the very fundamental level. But I'm just talking about when we we're talking about authenticity, that's just more on a personal level. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, if we I think it's both though. I think authenticity for me is both business and personal. Okay. Because business is personal to me, right? I got you. So, uh, the, the the way that I've I've done, I'm not saying everybody has to do it my way, yeah. but the way that I've done business is that it, it's it's a very personal thing that that if you're doing business with me or my company, it there's no difference. You're not doing this with me and not my company. You're not doing this with my company and not me. And, and, that's, and that's okay if it's like, hey, I don't want, you know, I don't want to do with Haas, but I like what he's doing there. Like, then don't fucking do business with me or my company. But so, for me personally, right? <coughs> you know, I'm, 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 I'm big into astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Oh right? man, we were just, we were just talking <laughs> hey, about hey, this you shit. You can back me up. You can oh my god. Hey, so, I- like, I'm. <laughs> so you don't think it's made up bullshit? I think for entertainment. I think there's <laughs> there's certain things that apply. Yeah. I think it's like a clock, you know, you know, you you twice you, a day it's right, even broken. It's right. <laughs> so at the ver- at the very min- at the very minimal, like at the very ground level, twice a day is going to be right. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know, in life I found that, you know, a lot of that stuff it applies. Yes, it does. Right? Mm. So me being a Sagittarius, <laughs> like I don't know how to, you know, either mm-hmm. I, Okay, Sagittarius. Okay. What does that mean? What does Sagittarius mean? So Sagittarius, that's December, right? And we're we're straight shooters. We don't 
you know, we can, we can, we're so honest, brutally honest that sometimes, that's why I talk slow, because sometimes, <laughs> you know, you might say something without thinking and it come out the wrong way. Yeah. So we have to be careful, you know, with your words and stuff, because I don't know how to be anything but honest. I'm going to tell you how, what it is. Right. Yeah. So when, when it comes to, you know, in business for me, you know, either I fuck with you, I don't. And it's very difficult for me to, if I don't fuck with you, you're going to, you're going to see it. My body language is going to let you know that I'm uncomfortable with you. Just stay away from me. Keep your distance. (laughs) So, you know, when it's business, I'm able to just be like, yo, we doing business. You know, let's get through the business. And then if a personal relationship, you know, comes, develops from that, then cool. Hmm. But, you know, in order to get things done, I try to keep things. But there's a, there's a moral compass there, right? There's, you know, I refuse to do bad business. I refuse to take advantage of people. You Mm -hmm. know, I like, you know, for me, I was successful before I got into the business, right? So, you know, believe it or not, my lifestyle hasn't necessarily changed much since I got into the business, right? So I'm not necessarily motivated by money, right? Right. So it's, it's about keeping my team safe, number one, and, you know, building a brand. And part of building a brand is... Having no one being able to say, "Oh, they did, they did me wrong," like it's bad business. Anytime you mention us, I want it. I want there to be a positive experience, and not. And a lot of people they don't they don't necessarily, you know, have that mantra, or they don't they don't do business like that. Like I know a lot of people. I think I mentioned this to you before. They're just in it for whatever they can get out of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's a lot of people in general. Yeah, in general. Yeah. And, you know. It's just recognizing who those people are exactly. is a talent. And exactly. that comes through experience and, exactly. you know, trusting yourself. So I think, um, you know, for me, I don't I don't live like that. So I don't really want to associate with people like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're not going to get a personal relationship with me if, you know, you don't have that same. We don't have the same core values. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, like you know, I can... I can have relationships with people on a personal level if I don't meet them through through business and we could have differences, right? Mm. But we're not going to if we have differences on a business level, then I don't I can't see us becoming personally, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. So like, you know, I could meet somebody, you know, randomly. We don't agree, but you know, we don't have to do business. He's just a friend, you know. Oh yeah, we don't agree, but yo, you're you're still a cool guy. Yeah, but you know, so uh, which is funny because I I, I have done business with him, but there's a, a friend of mine that I like very much. His name is also Mike, uh, and I think we disagree on pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. But I love the guy. Like right. I like hanging out with him. I like talking to him. Uh, but it's just, for me, it's the same in business as well. Mm-hmm. Like like I can recognize one thing, whether whether we agree is a different thing. But but if there's mutual value and respect, that's all I really need. Right. You know? I think I think respect respect and trust. You know, they go a long way. And I think the respect, what I've found is respect comes with leverage. So for me, you know, I'm 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 associated with, you know, one of the top streaming artists in music right now, right? So there aren't many people that I can call I can call that won't take my call. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the the respect comes with my association. Hmm. And the trust comes you know, with, you know, they, they want something and there is, there's some risk in it, but they're going to trust that, you know, if they, 
if I'm telling them I'm, we're going to get something done, we'll get it done. Now, if I wasn't associated with who I'm associated with, I don't think the respect would of certain people would, would come. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I do. I do. You know, just understanding that. It doesn't that, make you a different person, but it ju- it's just a matter of that they don't have exactly, the context. Exactly. Have no, I, I get it. So, you know, and this is why, is you know, you have to be careful with the personal in, in at least in my business. Well, so I think in every business, business in my, it could be different based off of the people in his industry, the industry you were in. Could be different how you go about. Maybe not in your because, opinion, but because I know, I'm saying it depends on your opinion. Yeah, because I did it very differently than most people in my industry. Yeah, right. And that's right. why I succeeded. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, arguably, I could have been more successful. Yeah. If I played the game the way that everybody else did, who knows? But right. either way, I felt like I, the right thing for me was to do the way that I want to do it. That's the authenticity that I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. That is, and when I recognize that in others, that that's part of the. I guess the challenge in who I did business with and Taurus. who I interacted with is, is knowing, you know, what? He said Taurus. Did you say Taurus? <laughs> he always saying, brings up the horoscope. He brings this shit up all the time. We're both Tauruses. And he's like, oh, that's because we're Taurus. I'm like, Taurus because we happen to agree on something. Right. Like, right, human beings. Hey, it happens just a lot. Just well, well he, okay, both Tauruses. Mm-hmm. You not exactly. We're not the same <laughs> on everything. I'm confused. But you just are, said because we're Tauruses. Things. There's general, there's general yeah. similarities between yeah. signs. <laughs> okay, so as a Taurus, mm-hmm. uh, this trusting thing that we were just talking about, yeah. right? Uh, I, I, I was saying I trust first, but yeah. but the except not, not exception, but but the 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 layer on top of that is that I trust my instincts. I have experience. I I, I can I understand. I think really quickly, mm-hmm. better than I used to. Uh, who I can trust, who is worthy of trust. Over time, yeah. Yeah, and and in five minutes of, of me talking to somebody personally, mm-hmm. I can figure that out. Yeah. Now, the in in your like we were talking about last episode, in your early days of YouTube, you got burned a lot. You trusted a lot of people. Yeah, because they were so so they were they were sleeping in my house. Like there was that was people I was trusting with other things. I didn't know money would have changed everything. Money changed a lot of things. That's what I didn't know about that. But you're saying like they were trustworthy until money came around. Yeah. Well, see, and see, that's and that's to me, it's a holistic sense. It, I, I, I don't feel like I was younger too. I was. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just starting to understand like have, like how to trust who I, like I could pick up like. Who I can you said you were early in the process where you yeah. didn't quite refine. No, no, your, your, no. Your like right now, it's different hmm. compared to when I started YouTube. That was back in two thousand. So, so you've been burned. You trust too much. Now you, you're on the other side. You're, no, you're like I'm you don't trust anybody no, unless I'm still you know. The same way though, I'm still the same way as you. I give trust first until otherwise, like you prove otherwise. All right, and then where are you on that? I don't think <laughs> you, I don't think you trust first. I no, I don't. Think <laughs> it takes a while for me to like. It takes a while for me to break down, like break down a barrier. I'm like, everybody's out unless yeah. I let you in. Yeah. And then once you're in, you're like, it's like I I'm, trust you with everything. I'm the yeah. same way. I think, um, you know, once once we've built the once we built the relationship to a place where I'm comfortable, then that's it like I, mm-hmm. I'm either in or out I can't, yeah, gotcha. I'm not I can't be both ways I like there's some people that play the middle really well hmm. I can't do that oh no way you know either either yeah. either either I'll mess with you or I don't 
You even the other day, there were some random people that came up to us because of our cars. The second they came up, I'm like, I'm not trying to deal with this. And I'm immediately <laughs> not even talking. And you could tell that I just don't even want to talk to them. Yeah. And Peter's like, you made it so awkward. I'm like, no, no. I what's, have what's no What's amusing interest. to me is that they didn't even realize it. Like, they're, they're <laughs> oblivious. And I'm like, clearly, he's uncomfortable. And he's like, fuck this. I don't want to be here. It's so. just random people talking about cars. I'm like, I, I, okay, this is a conversation so, that's going to move on. Like, So with that, right, you know, going into it, I knew that. You know, if I'm gonna be driving this type of vehicle, that's also that's also yeah. why I don't drive it every day, mm. because mentally you have to be prepared for yeah. that. Yeah, and true. You, and, and true. one thing you know, I wanna I wanna make mention to you is, these cars are aspirational. Yeah. Yeah. So they're someone's a lot, and it's it's weird because you know we've been fortunate to be able to have these type of vehicles. But, you know, a guy or girl or kid, they see you, that might be the the only time in their life they'll get that close to that type of vehicle. And you you don't want to you don't want to be sour. You don't want them to feel like, damn, man, like, you know, because it's aspirational. So for me, I try to always be cognizant of that. Because you never know, your words might inspire someone to do something great. Which I totally agree with, and I think that way too. Mm-hmm. I think for you as an example, kids, you don't do that with ever. Because, oh, no. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's also, you can feel it. Like, kids are just kids. They're innocent, mm-hmm. you know. But when it's like adults who are like, they have something they want, or they're clearly trying to, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. These specific instances, these, these couple walked up and they're talking about how he's like, I got four Porsches, I got this, I got that, I know him, I know him, I know him, Drop trying to drop names yeah, in these cars. No. And uh, I was just uh-huh. like, okay, yeah, at this point, I could, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was like, what do you guys do? And like, what kind yeah. of job? And like, I'm about to get a Ferrari, I'm about to get a Lamborghini, oh, no. I'm about to get this. I'm what, walking and, away. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, like it's cool, but after about five minutes of starting to realize like, okay, this seems like a, a, like a lot of BS is going yeah. on, like a lot of smoke is being blown, I'm like, the, there's no point to continue with this like yeah. if it's a, a meaningful conversation with somebody who's knowledgeable but it, it didn't feel like that and it just felt like and I, and I think i'm respectful about that because I'm, I'm i enjoy talking to people randomly for entertainment purposes but at the same time i i also was like all right well i'm done with you now. <laughs> at the end you were yeah. like okay right. well we're gonna go now we're gonna go now <laughs> because you re- yeah. it took you took like, longer to get to that point but i was there after like a minute I was no like, but but i i knew you were there and i understand it was. I, I would say that I take different things from that interaction. So I knew that they were what they were when they walked up before yeah, they opened 100%, their mouths. Yeah. But it doesn't change how I like to interact with human beings. You love interacting with human beings. I do. I'm an extrovert. That's, extrovert. That's yeah. part of it, right? So I like <laughs> fucking doing Sagittarius. it. Sagittarius. No introvert. Um, Taurus. You're extrovert. Taurus. Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 doesn't make any sense. None of this yeah, makes man. any hey, sense. Got to be, be careful, though, because, you know, some people, you know, they just see money in, 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 and, yeah. you know, they're. But I, can, I feel like I can sniff that out pretty well. Well, yeah. yeah. You, you know, you, you, can, you can get a vibe, you know, you can feel it. It just also I'm heavily armed usually so <laughs> <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> there's that yeah. too but but I mean I mean realistically I, I I feel like I can sniff that out like from that interaction. Before they walked up, I can tell. I can figure it There's out. There's a guy yeah. in our group, right? And um, I remember I went to Cars and Coffee last year. He had a, an exotic. And I was talking to him, and I didn't have my car with me. And I had my kids with and me. And he so. treated you differently? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's and multiple then, guys like that in yeah, our group. And, uh, they're not here <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, they're not. And uh, I, I, I ended up seeing him another time, and I actually had my car. He didn't even recognize me. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it was just like... 
that's why I, that's why I'm so like you know I try to I try to be you know I try to over like yo man like and be welcoming but still just like you know just you know keep your distance or whatever but I try to you know not be that guy because you know when you have these cars you know especially the type of the Lamborghini guys that we looked upon as douches you know the Ferrari guys like this looked upon as douches so I I don't want to. I don't want to like confirm the stereotype. What about Rolls Royce guys? Like your brother and, and I have, have Rolls. Well, I, the Rolls Royce. I don't. I don't really <laughs> feel like there's a stigma to. to you don't. Mm-mm. All right. When it's orange like his, I feel like it's a little bit. Just like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm, I'm here your in your face. Is, is white? Yeah, he's white. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's a little different. More normal. Orange <laughs> is like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm like pulling up. Bright. I'm blasting <laughs> my music. I'm smoking a cigar. Don't fucking talk to me. Yeah. That's you. <laughs> That's yeah. you pulling up to your handicap spot, cranking up the music. But yeah, but you're right. Like there's there's typically a stigma associated with exotic cars in general. Correct. Yeah. With with people. And you know, for me, I, from where I come from, it's super important to you know, I don't want there to be a chasm where I feel like where someone walks away from my interaction and feels like you know uh, he thinks he's better than me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it depends. Like, I'm happy for there to be a chasm in between me and some fuckface. Like, well, I, I don't give a shit. But I, I feel like you get what you give, right? Correct. So if some, some piece of shit wants to be a piece of shit to me, like, I'm like, all right, piece of shit. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, let me make sure that you're coddled because right, you're a piece of right, shit, you right. know. But See, I, I like, I don't go that far, right? I'm I'm... I'm gonna succinct. go the extreme everywhere. Yeah, I'm <laughs> succinct. Like you know, I, I I can cut. I like I'm. See, I'm not friendly. I'll be honest with you. I'm not friendly. I think you're very friendly. But you know, we're cool. Like we're mm-hmm. all we've. You know, we've. When had I first met you, you said like three words, but you were very respectful and friendly. Like, Absolutely. That's what, I, that's what I mean by like by like a vibe. Like right. I think you, you, okay, you don't have to be talk your fucking face off all the time and go seek people out to be friendly. Right. I right. think friendly is a different perspective. Like friendly, I can feel that you're friendly. Right. Right. When I barely spoke to you the first time we met. That's true. But I, like I'm just a cool guy. Like I'm just cool. I don't want problems. Like you just taking it easy we we call guys we just you know i don't have my guard up you know we hanging out but like for the most part i'm not talkative like you know what i'm saying i don't i'm not someone that's gonna be i'm not an extrovert for all intents and purposes right nobody here is but me (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like you know i'm i'm sensitive to that because i know when i was growing up as a kid you know there were drug dealers that were doing well they had the nice cars and stuff like that and they they were always um uh they were always they would always give me words of encouragement not to be a drug dealer but just you know you can do it like you know what i'm saying and i want to make sure that i pay that forward you know i just want to so the drug dealers were encouraging not to be hey sell drugs but like you can do what you want to do yeah like you know go to school you know do what you got to do yeah and you know you you can you can do what I'm doing. You can have these nice things. It's not mm. an impossibility. You know what I'm saying? And I had so that was like your first inspiration was from, well, not necessarily. Some okay, S- that's some of them. And then I spent time in Africa, and I had some wealthy we- relatives who were the same. Like you know, go to school, do what you got to do. You'll be able to mm. uh, afford whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, it's it's super important to be. A, an example um, to the youth and just, you know, let them know that anything is possible. Like, you know, we do a lot of philanthropy. We give we oh, give yeah. back to the neighborhood. You know, we do a lot of that stuff just just to provide motivation. 
Yep. To let people know that you know if you if you have the work ethic and some talent, there's really nothing you can you can't achieve. You know, the sky's the limit. I so. agree with that. I, I I think um, I think a lot of it for people, especially if you start with, you know, you, you start in a in a in a tough position, right? Mm. If you're one of the have-nots. Uh, money becomes a, a very large part of you moving forward in life. Correct. Um, so it's hard it's hard to disassociate that. However, I, th I think the, the way that I uh, like to inspire and teach and motivate, especially younger entrepreneurs, is that let's say you get all the money you want. If you're not happy, it won't mean shit. Correct. So I, I try to say, look, from the get, like go towards the thing that you love, that you're passionate about, that, that, that you really, really, and you can change your mind, right? Maybe this week it's one thing, maybe next month it's another thing, but pursue the happiness and the money will come. Correct. Right? If, if you pursue the happiness part, if you learn how to be happy with nothing, by the way, when you have more shit, it's still wonderful. It's nice. Like I had a lot of nice shit, but I, I learned how to be happy when I had nothing. Correct. And so yeah. I felt like this was all icing on the top. And I can appreciate it, one. But two, that as long as I was doing something that I loved and, you know, there was there was obviously value in the market for what I was doing and I was good at it, that 10 years, 20 years, maybe 40 years, let's say it took me 50 years to get there. I, it happened for me a lot earlier, but let's say it took 50 years. In the meantime, what have I lost? Nothing. I've been happy. And that's the fucking goal. And so I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm I just saying it's hard to disassociate the the inspiration to go for money from you know being truly happy because i i think later on it's very especially in our society now it's very easy to get that twisted so i think i think um when you have money you know other things become important right that's when right. you don't have money that's kind of the only thing that you can focus on right yeah. I, i've been there i know so but i feel like if 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 you could convince people Right, who don't have money to find what they're happy in without the money, then right. they're set for life. When they right. have money, when they don't have money, they right. can be happy. Right, right, right. That's yeah. what I feel like is like, I don't know, maybe a, maybe a deeper and harder probably pursuit than here's the way to make money, and then you worry about being happy later. I feel like it should be the opposite. It should be here's the way to be happy. You won't need the money, but if you're being happy doing it the, the way that you, you know you're pursuing what you want to do, then money's gonna come too. So, true. I don't know. I, I, I think I, I agree with you. I think um, it's hard to tell a kid, though, who has nothing, right, and is, is looking for money to, to, to support his family or medical bills or food to say, go for happiness. But that's why I think it's, 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 it's a difficult thing, especially. So what, I, what I've the, the approach that I've been taking is um, you should you should um, do something that you love, that you like. But you shouldn't do it for someone else. You should go. You should look. You should yeah, be if it's for yourself, then it's for happiness, right? right? You, should, you should be an entrepreneur, and you should do something that 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 sparks that that thing in you. You think everybody should be an entrepreneur? No, okay. I don't think everyone should be an entrepreneur yeah. because I was going to disagree with you vehemently on that. But yeah, <laughs> because if everyone if everyone's an entrepreneur, like you know. We society would break down. Yeah, right. And I don't think we're all men for that. I, right. I, I think out of a hundred of the entrepreneurs that are right now, three of them will be entrepreneurs in ten years or be able to make it. Right. You know? I think you know. I agree with you. I think so. So so so. Here's the thing, right? And I and I saw this somewhere. I don't remember where. Um, you know, if 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 you own a 
car company, right? Instead of me feeling like I need to be an entrepreneur and have my own car company and be a competitor, why not me start a tire company and you be my direct, my my largest client, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, when, when I say that, I'm saying to, to 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 the youth or just to anyone listening, you know, there's there's opportunity all around you. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, you know, just go work a mundane job. You know what I'm saying? And just be, you know, if that's not what if that's not what makes you happy, you know, find something you're happy with, and you know, connect with like-minded people, and you'll find a way to make some cash. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're good at what you do and there's a passion for it. Like for instance, you know, another example. I have a guy that you know he, you know, I met him. He was working at his dad's car wash, and the guy's passionate about detailing. He, when I send my when I send my vehicles to him, they come back like they brand new, and I you know I encouraged them, bro. Start your own detail company. You don't have to necessarily work for your dad. You know what I'm saying? He started his own detail company. He's doing well right now. And it's like, you know, he has a passion for it. He was doing it for his dad for a fraction of what he's making now. You know, he has a passion for it. He's good good at it. And now the money is starting to come. Mm. So it's just, you know, you should... You should, you know, if, if if you love something and there's an opportunity for you to be an entrepreneur with it and make some money with it, then... You should absolutely pursue that. You don't have to, you know, work for somebody. But, you know, if you choose to work for, for somebody, there's nothing wrong You like wrong that with security that. and you like right. doing that? Right. There's, there's, there's no not, wrong with that. Yeah. I, I think everyone has to choose their path. You know, you don't, there's no right or wrong way to, do, to, to live life. You know, as long as you're comfortable in your reality, then it's all good, man. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think, I think uh, you know... We complicate things more than than we should. I agree with you. My version of uncomplicating that is saying pursue what makes you happy. Uh, yep. And uh, if you if you can do you know those I talk about the three pillars all the time for me, which is you know what what you're passionate about, what you're good at, and what has value in the market, and then you deploy patience, then you're good. That's, that's the, it. That's the that last thing is is so so important. It has to have value in the market, right? Yeah. Because you know. Like there has to be value to somebody else. That's that's it. That's that's paramount. Like you know what I'm saying. I could love fucking you know. Basket weaving is my favorite example. Right. If you make basket weaving, Pokemon cards. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Or like, bro, nobody cares about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, unless unless you're going to be the 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 one in the world, top one. Right. Right. You know, you if you if you if you like that's what that's what I got. That's what made me get into. When I was an undergrad, get into um, into tech because you know everybody's you know this is late nineties or two thousands. Yeah. Everyone's you know moving toward the information age, and it's like you know you at the time you go on Career Builder and Monster dot com. People are making seventy, eighty, ninety grand out of college for doing some of the things that this that's being taught at this university. I'm gonna do that. You know, I had some friends that did you know general studies or whatever like some bullshit um degree 
You're not going to make no money when I, you come I, out. I did interdisciplinary studies. Communication. <laughs> Communication <laughs> is the most bullshit. Communication. That's the one I was thinking about. That's right. bullshit. Yeah. Aster is easy to do. Here's tech, right? Yeah, I did biomed engineering. Okay, yeah. Let's more yeah. specific. The, dumb, the, the stupidest degree here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you can argue. It's just no. different. It depends on the person because mine was interdisciplinary studies. What I just did what I could to get a degree out of it, and, and I was too deep already to tra- change or whatever, and I was like, I'm just going to get this degree. I spent too much money trying to get here already, and I'm going to get out because I was already working on my what I'm doing now. So Yeah, and I mean, that worked for him, right? Yeah. So so if, I, if I'm telling him, don't you stay away from communications, right. I would be telling him the wrong thing right, right, right. because it ended up working out for him. So you, you have to... You have to take the advice of others and, you know, tailor it to what you're doing. Of course. And hopefully, you know, it works out for you at the, in the end. I agree with that. And I, I also talk about, I have in some of my previous videos, that a lot of times younger people, we have a lot of younger subscribers yeah, and listeners, yeah, right? Um, and then just people in general. But but uh, we, we have a, a lot of people, folks who are, who are younger that we know of. Um, but that they often look towards those who are, who have a lot of money or who are very wealthy or famous to say, what should I be doing? And I, I always say, like, you should be looking for the people who are most happy and ask them what they're doing. You know, not, be, not I mean, not that you don't listen to people who are well, wealthy, but if you can layer on, a, like, because I, I know billionaires, and I've said this to you guys, I know billionaires who are fucking miserable, miserable human beings, you, man, and they are in, inside. There's a, there's a, there's the weight of money can be too heavy to bear for some people. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's well, if you have self awareness, which is the precursor to those three pillars that yeah. I always talk about, yeah. then you're you're gonna know who you are and what right. you're about. Right. Well, I tell you, man. You know, that cash, man. <laughs> when you, when, when more you money, have, more problems. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. He said it best. I swear. Yeah. You, you, you know, you start making some money, and you know. The, the burden of it can be it can be overbearing if you're not ready mm-hmm. I actually understand that because I wasn't ready the first time I made really really good money I was not ready and I'm glad I, I, I'm actually glad the, for the experience because I you know I sold my first company I blew it on you know cars and boats and houses and stuff and traveled yeah. the world and you know uh, but I'm so grateful because and I was lucky right first of all to be in that position but I'm so grateful because I didn't chase money after that I was like so now what right now, now the fuck what? And so I was on my own path, but at, at that point in time, I got really lucky and came into a lot of money and, and worked really fucking hard. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't. You know, I had I, I valued things differently. And then after I made some money, I was like, well, shit. Like, it's a lot more to this than just making a fuck ton of money. Yeah, but right. when you did have the money, it's like, well, I got to be doing something with it. What, what should I be doing now? What? And then people start looking to you for advice and like, oh, well, you did it. How do I do it? How do I better my life? You know, and, and they're looking in earnest. So. Things do come with that response, you know. Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> so much is given, much is expected. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many more cliches we can we can <laughs> say. <laughs> they're cliches <laughs> because there's some truth. Yeah, to there's it, truth, right? right? Exactly. But um, yeah, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, Mike. Very much appreciate you coming on and absolutely sharing man. some stories with us anytime this is the, the the i think this is the most that we've listened during a podcast <laughs> really hoss <laughs> likes to talk a lot so yeah. we listen well, to him. i'm sorry i'm a <laughs> conversation <laughs> facilitator he loves Harrison. people and loves talking 
and Steve loves while we're recording the podcast hey, to watch us go back and <laughs> yeah, forth. Steve, for real. Steve likes it's to like be the they, guy who just watches during the back podcast. And forth. <laughs> 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 he told us last night that he watched like five of our, uh, our podcasts a couple in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, I enjoyed the time, man. Um, you know, it's it's well, just it, connecting with people. I was gonna say you don't have to. It, it's not, it doesn't have to be a one and done. Yeah, you know, you can come back. Sure, sure. But also, uh, last question: What shoes are you trying to get right now? Because you're into sneakers more um, than these guys. Right now, I think I think for 2020, I'm done. I got I got uh, <laughs> off white five and sale and what's the other color? Um, the gray one. The gray, just the, the gray, gray one. I got off white four and sale. Dior one, big hitter. Travis six, um, greens. Yo, I got OG bread six, um, cement three this year. Um, I didn't really buy too many high end things. Man, I tell you, man, I I can't stand resellers, man. I just want to say <laughs> that <laughs> every time a sneaker comes out, he texts me he's like, "Man, I'm trying to get this shoe." He's like, "But these prices are ridiculous." See, he's like, "I don't know what to and do." Here's the thing, right? Hey, are you interested in the, in the what does that just came out? No, no. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Damn, so you ain't gonna sell those. <laughs> since since Harry's here, let me just say this, man. So I've struggled with resale on everything. Like, like I try to go to to, to get some gym equipment, and you got to pay resale for gym equipment <laughs> for, for weights. And, and I I understand like people have to make a living, but bro, come on, man! Like, you know what I'm saying? I and I can afford to pay resale for this stuff, but they, the shoes cost ten dollars to make, five dollars to make. Why am I paying a grand for some shoes, man? What's going on? So so for for a while, I said, man, I'm not paying resale. If I'm gonna pay a thousand. I'm going into Dior, going into Louis Vuitton, Saint Laurent, whoever. I'm going to get some high-end shoes, and I'm going to get more wears out of them because, for the most part, the um, the quality, the yeah. materials yeah. are better. You know what I'm saying? But then, you know, now everybody wears designer, and I'm trying to get away from that. Yeah. So now I'm back into Jordans, and, I, you know, I bitch and moan to Harry all the time. Like, come on, <laughs> it, it usually goes with, with someone coming back, what do you, you think those fives are going to go up? They're going to go down. I'm like, yeah, they'll probably stay around here. And then, like, a week later, he's like, all right, man, I need to get them. He's like, where, where can I get them? He's like, I'm, I'm paying it now. Like, whatever. Man, I, I And then I hit up some of my guys. I'm like, yo, I need you to get me a good price. And then I hit up one of my guys to get him a good price, and they try to charge him double yeah, resale. And I was like, the, man, get out. Oh, I texted him. I was like, that. Yeah. I was like dude, uh, get the fuck out of here. The I'm, guy knew who I was, right? So, he, you know, he tried to tax me a little extra. I'm like, before I even yeah, connected them, I texted him. Yeah, I said, yo, guys. this is a good friend of mine. I want you to give him a good price because he'll probably come back to you if you give him a good price. But see, and that's and it, that's what short-sighted business does because if he had, then you'd be like, oh, let me let me hook up with that guy. Next let me, pair let me of get sneakers. Yeah, or, or you'd start referring him to like me or Steve and other people like, oh, he, he gave and, him a good price. And he, you're going to get more business out of and that. And my guy, my guy Boogie, he's good. He spent 30000 in one shot on sneakers. Yeah. So it's like, you know. You know, he, he, he missed out on Fumbled that. Fumbled the bag on that. <laughs> yeah, man, well, you know, sure. some people don't, and I don't think, and I, I think it's fine because they don't deserve it. They don't, know, they don't understand how to build relationships, and yeah. that's what business is. To yep, yep, yeah, super important, man, super. Because a lot of time, I can tell you, if you do business with me and I feel comfortable with you, then I'll, when, when, when my artists need something, because they hold me for everything, yeah. I'll send you right to them, and you're going to make quintuple. Ten times more than what you made off of me, right? Off yeah. of them, invest in the longer term. Yeah. So, so to uh, summarize the last few minutes, fuck you, resellers. <laughs> that's 
That's what Mike wanted to make sure. Everybody he, he, labels he me as a reseller, <laughs> though. For some reason, I'm, I get labeled. I mean, you as, are you are a reseller. No, I'm technically, not. I, technically, I you do are. not. I can't even get shoes. Like as much as the shoes that he wants, I don't get them either. So I have to pay resale. You're not like the typical. Reseller, the only reason but you I do got resell. these, I paid resale, but I got them through a brand deal. Like I won't. I don't pay resale. Pay resale unless I absolutely have to have the shoe. And when was the last time you paid resale for a shoe? I, these were paid resale, but I leveraged it through a brand deal. Right, that doesn't count. That's okay. The, the Dior uh, Lowe's. You paid fuck resale. yeah, I paid resale. I paid sixty two hundred dollars on those. <laughs> yeah. But I traded. But you traded them for the highs. I have the highs. I, I did a straight trade. So the price that I paid for the lows, I got. So I got the highs they for six k. That's a that. win. Yeah, and now I'm trying to trade Bro, the highs. Six thousand. My first call was five thousand dollars. <laughs> Your first call was five thousand. My grand. first call was two thousand. I was like five. If Crazy, my accountant, man. I have to, I have, the first time I had to explain to them what I was spending money on was, uh, and they even came back at the end of the year and were like, what, it, like a mystery box. They said, what is a mystery box and why did you spend $25,000 on one mystery box? And then you bought 10 others of about the same value, lesser value. And I had to explain it. And it, <laughs> this year is going to be even, I mean, they know now, but like my spending is, I have to do it. So like I probably yeah. spent 150K on shoes this year just for video purposes. Oh, man. Damn, Sneaker man. business. Woo. Big business. Yeah. It is. Huge it is business now. now. Big business, man. I remember, man. I, I went into Tyson's, and the bread six, I got them on sale for like you talking 79 about, You talking about the mall at Tyson's Corner? Yeah, Tyson's Corner. Yeah, no, knowing people like who live in D.C. You know yeah, so, <laughs> so if you're from D.C., you know. <laughs> I remember. I, went, I, don't, I don't remember what year this was, but I went into the mall, and I got the bread six for like $79 on sale. Here we are. 15 some years later you can't get nothing at retail let alone on sale mm. it's just because you know i'm i'm not someone that just started right i've been a sneaker person for some time i now, just started right <laughs> and all good man <laughs> but you know i'm so annoyed because i have small feet right so i used to always what catch size the, you were a size seven so is it harder for you to find them or easier because no one else wears that size I'm I'm struggling because I'm not sure. It depends because on the shoe. It it depends on it because some some women wear my size. Yeah. So I'm not fighting it against men for a lot of time. I'm fighting against women, mm. right? And and like yeah. like a lot of women wear like a six, six and a half, and then you start to get men in seven, but then you have some women. So it's a weird it's a weird market. So, you know, I used to get all a lot of stuff on sale less than retail so i even retail was something that i was like uh, i don't know about but now you have to pay resale and just mentally ah oh man it just it's upsets yeah. me man <laughs> the one thing that's good about it that i will say is no matter what and you usually don't have the intentions of it but like you buy a shoe i know that if i buy a shoe at resale i can wear it a few times and depending on the shoe like these off whites they'll probably go up and i can make money on top of it in the future and so that's one thing that's like but for me, I don't pay resale unless it's a shoe I really love. And then at that mm. point, I don't care. And I think that's what most people are sneakerheads. That's like when you're buying a shoe, once you buy it, you don't care. You're not trying to get the money nah, back out of it. So nah, I'm, I wear I wear all my shoes. Almost. The, the, do the you, Dior do, highs, you were almost like, how much are they going for? Like if they're about yeah, like you, have 20. You, have you sold any of your shoes? Mm-mm. Like some of my high-end stuff, I'll throw it on grilled. If I know I'm, if it's like past season that I know I'm never going to wear it, yeah, again, yeah. throw them up for a couple hundred. You know, someone if someone wants it, they can have it. But a lot of my stuff, I end up giving it away to charity, you know, or something like that, or, or like some a friend, or you know, I don't like hold on to a lot of stuff because I like to, like I don't like to to waste, like you know what I'm saying. So if I have a sh- a shoe or a sneaker, I want to wear it. 
Like, you know, my Dior 1, my Off-White 4, I'm going to save those. When Boogie sells out Madison Square Garden, I'm bringing the Dior 1 out. That's like, <laughs> that's a special, that's a special. He's told me like, that like three times. He's yeah, like, man. Like, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping COVID goes away, you know, and, you know, we could go into the arenas next year. When that happens, Dior 1s is coming out. You know, I'm and I'm I probably I'm probably that's the time that's the day I'll probably party a little bit. You know what I'm <laughs> maybe <saying>? have a drink. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Mike doesn't drink, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so. Because you know that's that's one of those you know that's like a big accomplishment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's one of those things. Like that's that's prime time, Madison Square Garden. So on Broadway. Sure. Have yeah. you have you worn your Dior's yet? No. Yeah, because we were talking. I'm trying to do something with them. I haven't told them yet. By the time this comes out, I'm I'm trading them for a car. So it's going to so be like a trade up, series. like a content of trading the deal for a car and then trade that car for something. I'm trying to do something wild with it. I would like to keep them. But at this point, it's like yeah, man. it's fun. I I do it for the content expense. I'll buy another pair because I had the lows and I've had the highs. And it'd be funny just to see if what kind of car I can get out of it. So I've got some cars I'm working on. So shoes expensive as hell, man. They're about 11, 11K <laughs> now. But he was like, if they, he's like, if they're selling for like 20, I might sell them. But under 15, probably not. Yeah, man. Like. Ah man, because he got them for retail, which is two k. So yeah. that's a, no matter what a good come up. These shoes yep. are never going to go at that price ever. Yep, never. Yeah, that's true. Shoes. Is. What about the older Dior's that you had? You wore to your wedding. Those are fun, oblique B twenty threes. But did they not go up? They did a little bit. That's like one of the only designer shoes that I've seen in a long time go up. Because you 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 what know designer shoes don't really go up. Nah, they, they don't. They just go down. Yeah. yeah. Retail is eleven. But these are more designer collabos. Like they're a little bit different. Yeah. Well, those deals that I had were eleven hundred retail, and they're going for like twelve, thirteen hundred now. But the, okay. Really? Yeah. The the, the the Chuck Taylor looking ones. Yeah. yeah. The monogram ones. Yeah. Because you can't get them anymore. All b- the black and white. Yeah, I have one of those. I like. I, w- I would ask you for it, but I can't fit a seven. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would buy it from you, but we spend so much money in Dior and these designers, man. It's ridiculous. That's why well, he's got. That's the, why you That's have why the, he's got the Dior. Yeah, ones. yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. The we, last year we spent a lot of money in Dior. I'm almost ashamed to say. <laughs> but you can. I mean, depending on your tax practices, you can expense quite a bit of that. Well, for me, not for me, but for the for the, for the artist. Yeah. yeah, the artist they can expense a lot of that. It's, whew, it's expensive, man. Yeah. You got only wait. You wait wearing one time and then you're done. <laughs> What about the, his Dior ones? He still wear he, I, he when I them. when you first got him you were, you FaceTime me you're like he already wore them that was yeah. like first day yeah he like that's he's like he, him and I we have the same temperament he's a Sagittarius too <laughs> and he wears <laughs> he he's not gonna just he's not gonna buy some and just he gonna put right on his feet. And he, I'm like, a Taurus. I would do the same thing. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he's still a little. Come on, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, he's, he's not gonna buy something. He's wearing them. That's that day wearing them out the store. He don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like the deal. I, I last I was I was with him. I said, bro, where's the deals? He said, I don't know. I'm like, bro, the shoe is ten thousand dollars. What are you doing? <laughs> like he's 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 and I, I you know I love about I love that about him because you know he's focused on what's important. You know what I'm saying? He's not like, you know, the guy got a Lamborghini. He don't give a damn. He drive it like whatever. He got a Hellcat. Every every time I come around with the car needs new tires because he's doing burnouts <laughs> to them. He, he's just living life, man. We we he did burnouts nice. recently. Yeah, he's living life, man. Actually, for the first time here, he did a burnout. 
No, I, not in, in my Lamborghini. I dr- it's rear wheel drive, so we did some donuts in a parking lot. Yeah, drifted it around a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I did it. I've done it in my previous cars that I've had. Well, Mustangs I'm saying in in in, in the Lambo. Yeah, in you, had, you hadn't done it. Yeah, well, that was a yeah. solid hour and a half. Yeah. yeah well, man. thanks Good for talk, uh, thanks again for joining us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tried to end it like 20 minutes ago, yeah. but, <laughs> but we had more to talk about. So, uh, no, appreciate having you on, Mike. We'll, we'll have to have you on again. Thanks again. Absolutely, when he gets that four eight eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lord willing, man. And Steve's GTR maybe will be back by oh then. My God. Oh, by the way, did we talk about that? <laughs> nah, we can't. It's, 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 Steve doesn't have go. a GTR because it's, it's in the shop again. <laughs> it's an upgrade. Thanks for Come watching on. the Flexcast. <laughs> Come on, all right, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Me, man. All, right. all right, we'll see y'all next time. For Steve, Mike, Harrison, and I, we're out. Peace.